You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Let's ride. for the words recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast. We are presented by TickPick and Fansided. We've got a full show today. There's a lot of action. As everyone knows, as you're tuning in, the Dodgers just continue to dominate this offseason. They've added another arsenal to the repertoire. Superstar pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto is joining the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have found their new ace as Andrew Freeman delivered and promised he was going to address this Dodgers starting rotation, and there was never any doubt as the Dodgers have landed now Yoshinobu Yamamoto to a 12-year, $325 million deal. This offseason has been effing insane. December to remember, as Jake Reiner pointed out to me <laughs> as we began the show. Um, my goodness, where do you even start? Well, I guess let's start with Yamamoto because this was a crazy one. The Mets, the Yankees, and the Dodgers were the finalists for Yamamoto. And ultimately, this came down to the Dodgers having to match these two New York teams because the reality is there was nothing stopping Yamamoto from coming to the Los Angeles Dodgers. He wanted to team up with Shohei Otani. There was never any doubt about it. It literally came down to these two teams out in New York upping the ante. The Mets, the Yankees, both offered in the up, upper echelons of lower $300 million dollars. And that was what was the waiting game here. The Dodgers had to match. They did it. The Dodgers have Yamamoto. So let's get into it. Jake Reiner, you're out in Idaho. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. Uh, this was an early Christmas gift uh, for all of us. Uh, what a what a wonderful surprise. Um, it's I, I can't even wrap my head around it, honestly. I mean, one, $1. billion for three players. Um, just unheard of in, in our lifetimes. And I think Four. don't forget Hayward. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, Hayward is in the mix there. Um, kind of that. Well, no, I won't go there anyway. Um, it it's, it's, it's remarkable as Dodgers fans, when we kind of, the three of us kind of grew up in the, the McCourt era and just how miserable that was. We never made the playoffs. We never spent any money. 
the McCourts got divorced during the playoffs at one point. Like it was just bad. Like just we 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 couldn't spend any money. We had Paul D. Podesta trying to do whatever God knows what. Um, it was a miserable time. So now that the Dodgers have actual legitimate owners, a legitimate front office, and just an amazing machine of an operation. It is just so it makes it that much sweeter to be a Dodgers fan nowadays. And of course, now everybody hates us. Um, they 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 was kind of below the surface as to how much hatred the Dodgers were getting, you know, year after year. I mean, they they've put together these amazing rosters, but this one is gonna blow all of them out of the water. And now the pressure is mounting not only on this team, on Dave Roberts, uh, on us as fans. Um, it's pretty much been World Series or bust every single year. Uh through this Friedman era, but this one is even the pressure is even higher. So I just couldn't be more thrilled, more surprised. And uh, I, I just can't wait for spring training to start. I love it. David Rosenthal, what's your take on Yamamoto coming to the Dodgers? I mean, this dude has 188 games pitched in Japan and his ERA is 1.72. Uh, MLB pipeline basically came out today and said, if he was a prospect, he would be our number one prospect in baseball. So essentially what the Dodgers did is give a guy who hasn't thrown one pitch in Major League Baseball the richest contract for a pitcher in history based on pure talent alone. Obviously, it's a risk. Uh, there's no guarantees in this sport, especially someone who hasn't even pitched in it, in, in America at least yet. Uh, but, I mean, to get him with Otani is is absolutely insane. Uh, it's It's obviously been in the works for years. Uh, this is not something that they just decided to do this offseason. Uh, I've seen people say, well, the Arizona Diamondbacks made them spend a billion dollars. No, this has been no. in the works for years. Uh, they've been clearing salary for years. Uh, the big addition was Syndergaard last year. Uh, they needed to get under the tax, and they did. And now they spent $1.2 billion or whatever Jake said on four players, uh, two of them making up most of the billion dollars. Uh, phenomenal addition. Obviously, again, it's a it's a huge risk. But when you when you watch this guy pitch, when you watch his highlights, you understand why he got three hundred and fifty million dollars, wherever he got with the signing bonus. Also, you factor in the 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 simple fact that the Dodgers have been after Otani since the beginning of time. High I mean, school. This is now, yeah, since this high is school. now the third. This is now the third attempt that they have made to get Otani, and obviously, this was the best attempt that they made because they actually got him. To bring in Otani got us Yamamoto. I mean, there it was just such a clear correlation there, not only because it's Shohei Otani, but because Shohei deferred so much of his contract that allowed the Dodgers to give Yamamoto a 12-year contract. By the way, no deferments in this contract. And also, there's a couple of opt-outs, I believe, uh, two opt-outs in this contract. But still, I mean, yeah. that's why we were able to go out and get this guy. Because of Shohei Otani. That's the Shohei Otani effect. And I also want to commend uh, Kevin Klein for the pronunciation of Yoshinobu Yamamoto. That was yep. flawless and perfect. Um, he was, he's been, he too has been preparing for this moment for years. We talk about Yamamoto for a lot. You and I called our shot. We said Yamamoto was coming to the Dodgers, and he sure did. Um, on that note, yes, there are two opt outs. I believe it's after the sixth season and the eighth season in that contract. And to entice him to stay for that duration of the contract, it's backloaded. We don't have the details yet, but the majority of the salary is backloaded, kind of like with Mookie Betts. So keep him here. 
keep him happy. We've got a winner. Uh, Jake said it. I said it last week that this signing of Shohei Otani was much bigger than just signing Shohei Otani. This is like the LeBron James effect. When you sign Otani, it opens up the door to bring in a lot of other players like a Yamamoto who want to team up with this guy because they want to win. And so the idiots, like you would have heard probably on the, the Bleed Those Taco podcast who said, oh yeah, we don't need Otani. Like that's that's just full of it. Shohei Otani is a difference maker and no one wanted to go out to Anaheim because it was a hot mess there. But you go to a competent organization like the Los Angeles Dodgers where you already had Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, a manager that's pretty well respected around the league in Dave Roberts. And then of course, Andrew Friedman. This was a recipe for success. And that's how they got Yamamoto along with the really easy negotiations with Tyler Glass now to get him to sign an extension. So, I mean, this Dodgers team is just set up for the next decade. You've got Yamamoto, who's now your ace along with glass. Now they're going to both be here for the next five years. Um, Bobby Miller, obviously under his rookie contract. So he'll be here for the foreseeable future. And then the big question mark, whether he'll be here or not, is Walker Buehler because he's coming up on his free agency season. But there's some good news if they can't retain him because Shohei Otani should be back in the Dodgers rotation for 2025. And then you've got the young studs like Emmett Sheehan, Gavin Stone, and potentially Maddox Bruns if he works his way up. So this Dodgers rotation is set for the next couple of years and long-term duration. It's just going to come down to health. Yeah, and it's going to be – this is a huge year for Walker Bueller because we need to see what we have with him. And if he has this sort of contract year that is kind of expected of a guy that's in his position, then great. But as we know, this is you know, he's coming off his second Tommy John surgery. So it's great that we have these you know insurance policies, so to speak, and what 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 insurance policy policies they are uh, with Glasnow, Yamamoto, uh, Bobby Miller, and, and the rest of the guys you just mentioned. It's just so beautiful to see the the entire rest of the league is in shambles. The the Angels are in shambles. The Mets oh, are in shambles. Even the Yankees the are really do, in shambles. Don't, don't forget the Padres. Well, I didn't even get to the Padres yet, but I mean, even the Yankees who got Juan Soto in that deal and they picked up Alex Verdugo, I mean, they were they were primed to try and get either Otani or Yamamoto. They really made the push for Yamamoto, but it is so sweet to see how hard these teams tried for Yamamoto and just, I mean... You want to win a World Series? You want a shot to win a World Series every single fucking year? You come to the Dodgers. I don't care. It's just there's it was just a no-brainer because the Mets offered basically the same exact contract that the Dodgers offered Yamamoto and he picked us. I mean, it's just it's just so obvious. Yeah, he was never going to go to the Mets. Steve Cohen had his head in the sand there. I mean, he can take him out for a nice dinner of caviar, but I mean, the writing is on the walls with the Mets right now. They're such a disorganized fraudulent organization they blew it the last couple years with the scherzer verlander deals and then just packaging them away immediately when the going got tough so i never thought yamamoto was going to really buy into going to the mets the yankees for sure scared me aaron boone cashman they were really all in on this guy they got him a jersey they that they did they promised him his number 18 they were trying to like sell the sell us with these soft stories like oh yeah he's ours but there's still plenty of pitching options, so they'll be fine. But yeah, it's just awesome to see that the Dodgers are now becoming the go-to organization. We're no longer second fiddle. They are choosing us, Otani, Yamamoto, throwing glass now. And the Dodgers aren't done. 
this offseason may not even be close to halfway through. The Dodgers still got some more exciting moves coming, and we'll talk about that um, in a few minutes because we've got a bullpen to address. We've got some corner outfielders and infield depth that the Dodgers probably are still looking at. So I don't even think we're done yet with this Dodgers offseason. No, I, I think they do need one outfielder for sure. Uh, on the bullpen side, if they're done, you know, you're going to get JP Fireisen and Blake Trinan back at, at some point this year. And I think they're, you know, counting that as, as kind of one, one body combined uh, because they're both such unknowns right now. But, uh, you know, there's rumors about Josh Hader. Jim Bowden is, is kind of yapping, which he always does. So I don't really put anything jim bowden says i don't really take anything he says seriously because i'm still waiting for nolan arenado to be a dodger by christmas from him um but <laughs> you know i i could see, I, I don't see hater but i could see a, a smaller bullpen piece but they definitely need one more corner outfielder for sure well your boy bowden he floated the idea of emmanuel classe of the guardians i i, I like that idea i think the dodgers uh yeah, I mean, need a close <laughs> Of course, that's a great idea, but how are you going to pull that off? I mean, the Dodgers have have enough prospects to deal. I mean, we we talk about it all the time. Michael Bush, Miguel Vargas. I mean, those guys just don't that's have clear spots on this roster. That. He's the best closer sure. in baseball. Throw it, throw throw it, throw an arm in there. Get, you know, throw a Gavin Stone in there. Throw 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 one of these guys in there. I mean, why do we have so many of these guys anyway? If we're if if they're just going to get, they're going to be stuck in the minor leagues. They're not coming up to the majors and we're stacking this roster with so much major league ready talent. I don't really see a fit for any of these guys. So you might as well sell high on your prospects. All right. I'm going to tell you why he's not going to be traded. Uh, if you look at his contract, he's still under arbitration for three more years. His salary is 25, uh, 2.5 million, 4.5 million next year, six, six million in 2026 and then he agreed to an extension in which he has two club options for 10 million for 2027 2028 no shot no shot the poor cheap pathetic ownership of cleveland trades the best closer in baseball when they're getting him for that kind of wages no shot also the other relievers are volatile and they need to field an entire team so if the dodgers are willing to provide them a future third baseman and michael bush maybe even a catcher in diego cartaya and then give them some starting pitching depth in there they're not going to turn that down for a closer a closer is the most easiest is the easiest replacement in major league baseball so if the dodgers want to bully the guardians into getting this done they can get it done easily and i fully buy this classe to the dodgers rumor i think the dodgers need a legitimate closer I just don't see that happening. It's 25. I mean, there's old. so many, there's so many other options to uh, not just bullpen pieces, but you know, to, to, to get another starting pitcher, if they want, they want to get, you know, go after uh, uh, the, why can I, why can I burns uh, if they want to go after Corbin Burns or uh, a Willie Adamas. I mean, the, 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 all those names are still in the mix uh, for, for guys that they could fill out the rest of this roster with. And then, and then not to mention, I mean, you know, I, I feel like they've got, I've been saying this for forever, bring back Kike Hernandez, bring back Ryan Brazier. I mean, those, those two moves right there, you might not even need an Emmanuel Classe. If you want to, if you want to make uh, Phillips your closer, which they could easily do um, with, with yeah. Trinan and Fire Eisen, I mean, you, you, and Brazier, I mean, you, you could slide those guys into the Phillips role and have Phillips be the closer. I mean, there's so many different ways you can play this. 
Yeah, but those guys have been out for a while. There's no guarantee they're going to even be good. The Dodgers are at their best when Evan Phillips is their fireman guy. That's just the facts. And if they can get an established closer to shorten up the games, you know that they would love to do that. There, there is no coincidence why they're in the Josh Hader market and why they probably are looking for a closer. So I fully think they are going to continue to address this need because they do have to replace Ryan Brazier. And the simplest way to replace Ryan Brazier is to move Evan Phillips to the Ryan Brazier role and get an even better closer. Why don't or, he, why, you, why replace him? Bring him, just him, bring him yeah, back. Get him. But the simplest way to replace him is to sign him. Because Ryan Brazier has been awful for three plus years with the Red Sox. And there's no guarantee that he repeats his success of a 20 something inning sample I mean, size. No guarantee that Jason Hayward repeats. I mean, we're the, not talking about Jason Hayward. I'm, but talking I'm just about Evan but I, Phillips. But I'm just saying the reason that they gave Jason Hayward a contract is because of what he did last season. So that's right. exactly why you want to keep a guy like Brazier because he was fucking lights out for us. I mean, he was it's unhittable. Much easier to expect hitters replication versus a reliever. I You're mean, not going to like, I know you guys aren't going to like this, but I think Michael Grove has a legitimate chance to be a really good reliever on this team. Uh, I think he can actually step in and be a seventh and eighth inning guy and, and be pretty damn good. His stuff is good. Uh, there's no question about that. And if he can focus on being a reliever and work with the pitching and development staff, I think there's a legitimate role for him there. And I think it would work out. They have too many guys on the roster currently or in AAA or in the minors who who can be really good relievers. I just don't see them paying Hayter $100 million or trading four or five legitimate prospects for a closer. Uh, you know, I would love Class A, but I, I just don't see that that's likely. I think it's pretty likely the Guardians are cheap as fuck. So keep an eye on that rumor. I mean, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We 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 got Otani, we got Yamamoto, we got Glass now. Any way they go, I, I'm good. Like I in full, I fully trust Friedman to to build out the rest of this roster the right way. I mean, after yeah. those moves, the offseason for us has been better than any offseason that's ever happened in this franchise. So for me, like I, I, I trust that they're going to be able to fill out the rest of this roster, and I'll, I will accept whatever direction they go in at this point. No reason to doubt them at this, at this point, and that's why I think they're not done. I'm seeing Kyle Hurt's name thrown around in the chat. He is definitely going to be a big part of this Dodgers force for 2024. Definitely an eye to keep an eye out on. Michael Grove, I'm sure they'll give him consideration, or he could get traded next week. It could be either one. He might be like Andre Jackson and end up in Japan next year, honestly, just the way Michael Groves really looked for the Dodgers. But I want to get back to Yamamoto. Let's dig a little deeper into just how good this guy is. He throws a 95-mile-per-hour fastball on average, can top out around 97. Um, I was doing some reading. He throws a signature rainbow curveball, whatever the hell that means. But apparently people are comparing it to the likes of Clayton Kershaw's curveball. So if they're going to compare his curveball to Kershaw's, that must mean it's pretty good with a 2,800 RPM. Um, then he also throws this nasty ghost fork-like splitter that I definitely was watching the highlight reels on, and it really is devastating. And then he throws some like hard slider, hard cutter combo pitch. So he's a four-pitch pitcher. I mean, this guy, you slot him in right now, he's probably going to start opening day for the Dodgers. This is a big move. I mean... I don't even think Dodger fans understand the likes of who they've just signed. 
Yeah, and and to guarantee him three hundred and twenty five million dollars without even throwing a pitch yeah. in in Major League Baseball, the I mean, just the confidence in that uh, to be able to do that to outbid uh, the rest of these teams for this guy is just a true testament to how good the entire industry thinks of him. So for for him to to be the guy that is sort of the 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 biggest free agent uh, pitching signing for the Dodgers is is kind of unprecedented it's remarkable here's my thing though it's like we know that the Dodgers are going to make the playoffs i mean that is just a foregone conclusion pretty much every year but definitely with Whoa, this roster that's a hot take I'm just, I'm just <laughs> exactly uh yeah exactly yeah, you know pay attention cuz i'm moving fast um the uh, the the question is going to be where is this team come October? What do they look like? Are they healthy? Do we have you know our front line starters ready to go? How are they pitching? You know that's going to be the key because as we've seen year after year, that seems to be the biggest roadblock. As we get to the postseason, we're too banged up and we don't have enough reliable starting pitching, and the offense just absolutely goes quiet. So that's the thing I'm most concerned about. We just have to get through the regular season and make sure these guys are healthy. That's the only thing I'm concerned about this at this point, um, because the the rest of the division. I mean, I think Arizona is going to make some noise, but I, I just don't see any other competition even coming close to dethroning the Dodgers in the NL West. That's how it's been for years. That's literally how it's yeah. been for years with us. I mean, we've had the rosters, you know, even without Otani and Yamamoto. I mean, you you look back at pretty much any roster, even last year. I mean, you still have a pretty damn good roster last year at the start of the season. You did. Uh, obviously things happen and you lose half the pitching staff, but uh, you know, go back to 2017, essentially every year. It's just, let's, let's stay healthy and see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, and they've only, they've only done it once. Uh, and it was in a shortened season as we know. So the longevity of this team has been its downfall. They have not been able to stay healthy. And then you pair that with awful, awful timely hitting in the postseason. And you get to where we are now, where we're spending $1.3 billion in the offseason. So, yes, it's the longevity factor. But I, I also, at some point, it's, you know, when does when do, when do these injuries stop? And what, what what is causing all these injuries? And why do we love Tommy John surgery so much? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is a mystery um, that it just keeps happening to us in this in this fashion. But I feel like the a lot of the narrative out there right now is, oh, you know, the Dodgers are just going to get bounced by an 85 win Marlins team in the first round. It's like, you know, those are the those are the jokes that are flying out right now. And to, which, to which is I a say joke to make. It is a valid take to have. But but what have we been experiencing these past few years? Exactly that. I mean, just. A, a, a team that should be much better than it is should make a much deeper postseason run than they have. This is the same position we're always in. We just have so much more um, high-profile talent than we've had in years past. But even in years past, we've had these big high-profile talent guys. So it doesn't really change much, I think, from a Dodgers fan's perspective. It's just what's going to happen when October starts. And I know that we're kind of jumping ahead here all the way to the end. But like, let's be honest, you know, we're going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of what team do we have when we get there? Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you, you can make that case for all 12 playoff teams, but there's a shifting of the guard now. 
this is now Shohei Otani's team. It's not Mookie Betts' team. It's not Freddie Freeman's team. The pitching staff Good. has a new has a new leader. It's Yamamoto's team with maybe a little sprinkle of glass now. Those are their two leaders in the rotation. So there are a lot of different vocal presence. And hopefully this is an insanity because we're not doing the same thing this time. We're not repeating what they've been doing in years past. They didn't have Otani the last couple seasons when they got bounced in the NLDS. They have finally right now a full rotation. It is going to come down to health. Odds are one of these guys are going to go down. Hopefully it's not the guy they committed 12 years to or the other guy who's never pitched 120 plus innings in his life with glass now, but he seems pretty confident that he's figured out his elbow injuries. So I'm looking forward to that. He seems to have um, found the right uh, solution, I guess, with the, the surgery claiming it wasn't, I don't think it was a tear. He said they just had to essentially reconstruct it because there was some scar tissue, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, we're not going to have to rely on Clayton Kershaw and Lancelin to start pivotal games for the Dodgers. So there is a massive changing of the guard here. And for Dave Roberts, the seat will be hotter because Andrew Freeman has done everything he literally can to assemble a juggernaut and a superstar team. So now it's results oriented because on paper they have what it takes. Dave Roberts isn't going anywhere. They can lose again in the NLDS and he's still not going to go anywhere. Well, he only has two, he has two years left. He has two years. He has two years left on his contract. So he's basically got two years to win a world series. If he doesn't, then then we're looking at, then we're looking at not bringing him back. Yep. Unless they, he was was a major part in both of those negotiations. Otani shouted him out in this press conference uh, as a main reason uh, what drew him to the Dodgers. So, 100% 100% he's got two more years, and then they're going to reassess what the hell's happening if we didn't win a World Series by then. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. But he's, he's not being fired. Uh, we can't talk about that right now. But Otani, I don't. Otani's going to shout out whoever the manager is. That's irrelevant to me. When Dave Roberts is down to that last year, if they even make it to the NLCS, they're going to extend him. They're not going to let him be on a contract year. There's just no way, no if, no how. So we have to just see what happens in the playoffs before we even talk about firing Dave Roberts. But I'm just saying, they're with the amount of expectations, he is going to be the focal point, and he will be the scapegoat if things do go wrong. Yeah, and it also I think it also depends on how things go wrong too because like I said, last year was not on him. I mean, he managed a pretty flawless regular season and had a few blunders in the postseason, but none of them as egregious as we've seen in years past. So it's going to be a case-by-case basis. If the offense, again, scores two runs a game, they're not going to fire Dave Roberts over that. But if he pulls a, a, a Rich Hill moment, if he pulls a Kershaw moment in 2019, if he does that shit, then then I think it becomes a serious conversation. But I also think that is that that it will be somewhat tied to Otani. We know that Mark Walter and Andrew Friedman are contractually tied to Shohei <laughs> yeah. Otani and whether or not he opts out of his contract. But I think unwritten is Dave Roberts because I believe that both Otani and Yamamoto are going to want the stability at at the, at the helm. And if they're going through some weird shit with their manager and they don't know if the manager is going to be back next year or what the deal is, that may extend Dave Roberts tenure well, as Dodgers manager. The counter to that is that Dave Roberts was already there and they might want to pick their next manager. we see that all the time around. I mean, we'll, sports. we'll have to see. We'll have to see because if they yeah. win, if they win a championship, then none of this even matters. Oh well, yeah, of course that you can extend Roberts for the next 10 years to right. win the championship right out of the gate. That's just to me, the biggest question mark for the 2024 season will be health and Dave Roberts role. Um, what's up everyone. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't hit that like button yet, please hit the like button. We'll get to some questions right now. Um, let's see what we have going on in the chat. I saw Ivy ask something about will Yamamoto start in South Korea? I mean, it's hard to believe him not starting in South Korea. Yeah. Like these games are going to be on a global scale. So that would be obviously Otani and Yamamoto will be the focal, focal point in South Korea. So I'm going to say a hard yes. Yeah, I mean, he's for sure. I mean, I think he's the ace. Like, I, I, I said Bueller was the ace before they signed him ahead of Glass now because I, I'm not sure how anyone would have a, a different take if he's healthy. I mean, are, are, too many people are forgetting how good Walker Bueller is if he's healthy. Uh, go back to his last season he pitched, one of the best pitchers in baseball, uh, and we know what he does in the playoffs. So I, I'm kind of annoyed at some people who are just kind of – 
kind of pushing him off to the side as like a number three or a number four when he is pretty much the ace of the well, staff. That's what he is right now. No, he's not. No, he's not. He is not. He is not a number three or four. If he's healthy, he, he, he is. is him and Yamamoto yeah. are one, one and two. Glasnow. Well, is you the just said it. You you just said it. If he's healthy, he's an he's he's an ace. He's an ace. He almost came back the, last year. He that's he the wanted biggest, to come back and pitch last year. I I, I understand that, but everything rides on how healthy is he because if he's if he's fully healthy then yes i agree with you he is he is a a ace or 1a type of pitcher and if he's healthy going into the playoffs there's nobody else i'd want on the mound but him but his health is the biggest factor here obviously yeah i mean yeah he's, i just he's not he, was, he was gonna come back in september uh i don't see how he wouldn't be ready in april that just well they got well, they gotta protect his innings the passage so. he's of supposed time. to be helps they're gonna, that's, they're gonna, that's how you heal they're gonna manipulate his innings so if he starts the season on the il wouldn't be surprised they don't want him to pitch 100 plus 180 plus innings this season we're probably gonna see somewhere between 120 to 150 if i had to guess for walker Bueller, because we we're I, talking about earlier you need him fresh for the playoffs i want a six-man rotation i've said it and i i this is absolutely the year to have one uh i mean you've said it at the top they're gonna make the playoffs no matter what uh, and it's going to come down to if they're healthy or not. So what better way to do that than to limit everybody's starts and add another starter? I mean, if they have I mean, if they have six healthy, capable starting pitchers, I completely agree with you. And as you know, I hate the bullpen games I, with a passion. Um, I don't think that they help um, as much as having six starters work for you. And 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 plus. Having a sixth starter is huge when you have so many injury-prone pitchers. That just limits the amount of starts that they have, limits their innings, all of that. I mean, it's a it's a domino effect. So if they have six healthy starters, I agree with you. They, I, I don't know why more teams don't do it if they have that luxury. Yeah, I mean, they should in theory. The caveat to that is some of these guys want to throw every four to five days. And so they might make the excuse that it throws off their rhythm if they're pitching every six to seven days. So Figure I don't know what I don't know what Yamamoto's resume is yet, but he's the ace. You're not paying a guy $325 million to not be the ace of the staff. I don't care that he hasn't thrown a single pitch in the major leagues. He is the ace. Tyler Glasnow is the bona fide number two. Those are the one two, if healthy on paper. Bobby Miller has a chance to be this team's number three. He already was making huge strides with his rookie season. I don't believe in these sophomore slump narratives. And for Walker Buehler, honestly, this season is just getting him right. We don't need to burn him to the ground. He still has a long career ahead of him. So let's just ease him into 2024, ramp him up in time for the playoffs because that's when he grabs you by the balls and steps it up. So if they got to throw Walker Buehler in a game three or a decisive game four, I'm good with that. I doubt we'll be seeing him start He's a game one. He's not pitching game four. I think you're it's underestimating how good Bobby Miller might be. No, I'm not. And it's it's I'm not underestimating Glasnow, Bobby Miller, or Yamamoto. I'm just accurately describing Walker Bueller's talent and especially in the playoffs. If he's healthy, he is the guy. End of this end he of discussion. Not the guy. No, end of discussion. This is, this is living in the past. No. Yamamoto what is past? Now the he's guy. been injured for one year. Oh, so how we're do living you do in twenty twenty one? How do you do in twenty twenty two? He didn't pitch in twenty twenty two. How do you do in twenty twenty three? One month? How do you do in 2023? Or sorry, he didn't pitch in 2023. I'm talking about 2022. He was bad in 2022. He had a bad arm. 
he was hurt I don't at know the end of 2022. Exactly. So this is the point. He hasn't been healthy in two full years. So to just uh, everything I'm saying is under the assumption that he's healthy, well, which he should assume. be by should, now. We, sh- we shouldn't assume he's going to return. I'm, I'm comfortably assuming that he's healthy. This is like as saying he was going to come back on step up in the playoffs. That September. worked out really great. Now we're six months in the future. Of course he's healthy. Why would he not be healthy? Because Blake Trinan said it today. He was Blake Trinan was on MLB oh, Network yeah. Radio today, and said yes, Walker Bueller is going to be ready for knows, spring training. We should trust Blake Trinan and his judgment with injuries. That worked out great. It's not judgment. It's it's <laughs> he's being in the locker room with the guy. We haven't seen Walker Bueller really be Walker Bueller since 2021. So to assume he's going to revert back to where he was in 2021 is kind of foolish in my opinion. They gave Max Scherzer the ball over him when it mattered most. It just happened to be that Max Scherzer was a bitch and sat out the most important game of the year. That's that's a mischaracter. It's a mischaracterization of what happened. That's totally not not what happened at all. Who started the wild card game? Max Scherzer. Why? Do you want to know why? Because he was the ace. Okay. I don't also, know what Walker Miller wasn't in. he wasn't bad in 2022. And if Clayton either, Kershaw also. comes back and he's healthy, he's gonna start over Walker Bueller. Oh, who you're just I, I don't know what Who's you're talking Clayton about. Clayton Kershaw? Kershaw? Is that what you just said? Yeah, I said if Clayton Kershaw is re-signed and is actually good okay. August and on, he will start over Bueller. That's preposterous. Are you saying? Are you How's saying that preposterous? Are you saying that that both Bueller and Kershaw are healthy going into the playoffs, and you're saying Kershaw is going to start over Bueller? Yes, I'm using David's logic that if he is pitching and is 100 percent healthy, and we assume there's no setbacks, Kershaw starts over Bueller in this scenario. In no world would that happen. It's Literally, no, no world. Because be, look what at what no Kershaw. What happened? What happened to Kershaw this past postseason? He wasn't healthy. He gave up. He gave up a million runs in the first inning. What? What is? What does Walker Bueller do in the playoffs? Look! Look at their records in the playoffs. Walker Bueller is that guy. If they're both healthy at the he same was... time, Walker Bueller throws the ball harder. He's younger, and if they're both healthy at the same time, you're going to start Walker Bueller in the playoffs. So if Kershaw was his. First half Kershaw of this past season and Bueller was, I don't know, Bueller elite. You're going with Bueller over Kershaw? 100%. I'm going with Bueller over anybody. Okay. He's number one. This argument is is ridiculous. If Bueller is healthy in the playoffs, game one. How much you want to bet Bueller, Walker Bueller will not start game one for the Dodgers in the playoffs. Well, I don't, I'm not 100% sure he's going to make it through the season, but if he's healthy, I'll bet you anything you want. My point is David's point that if the Dodgers are going to choose one guy to give the ball to all things considered right now, it's going to be Clayton Kershaw. But I don't think Clayton Kershaw is coming back next season. I don't think Walker Buehler is going to be 75% of what he was prior to the injury. So to me, this is just all ridiculous hypotheticals. Yamamoto is the ace of the staff now. Glassdown is the clear number two. Then you can kind of figure out who's better between Bobby Miller and Walker Buehler for a decisive game three and four. You know, anything else is backwards, completely backwards. It, none of this matters because we, we're not in October right now. And if, and, and, and that's the only thing that matters because if, if Yamamoto is fumbling into the playoffs and you've got Walker Bueller who is on fire, I mean, you're going to go with whoever is the, the best at that point. 
right? I don't know because they didn't with Kershaw. I mean, they that's what they did last season. Kershaw wasn't firing on cylinders. They gave him the ball. Yes, he one. was. He they had a great no season. Options. They had no options last year. They should have went with Bobby Miller in game one. Oh, because he pitched so well in game two. Yeah, not going to matter. He, he, he pitched, pitched much better than Kershaw did. Oh, please. 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 Kershaw gave up six runs if and they, got and, one out. And, and if they gave you the fucking ball in game two, you'd pitch better than Kershaw. I don't know what you're talking about. Bobby Miller was not good in game two. But what makes you think that if he pitched he game one? The game. He did not lose them the game. They had he no barely offense. pitched in that game. He got okay. So Lance Lynn, so Lance Lynn didn't either. Lance Lynn gave up four home runs in one inning. He, of course, lost and four that runs. Game. Four runs uh, by your logic. He didn't lose them the game because they didn't score four runs that game. I don't follow that logic at all. I don't know what world you're living in because you still think Walker Bueller is ahead of Yamamoto, who they just gave $325 million. In a playoff series, like, if he's fully healthy, absolutely. As opposed to starting a rookie with zero MLB play, playoff he's experience. He's not yeah. a rookie. He is not a rookie. To say quite he's literally a rookie the is, definition of a rookie. He's not a rookie. You just said he well, pitched I like... Well, I think you need to like look up the definition of the word, and then we'll get back to this conversation. He Is, the, so is, he, is he eligible has, for rookie of the year? Yeah, but that's a loophole. Is it is, a loophole? Has, has is he, it, so Yamamoto has no professional experience. That's, that's not what... That's not what anybody's saying. A he's a, he's he's a major league baseball rookie. He, he has in the world baseball not one pitch in major league baseball. Who gives a shit? He pitched at the I, highest stage in Japan. Does. No. Okay, so why, if it's if it's equal, if it's David, equal, what why the did he fuck come are over you here? Talking about? You're why acting like Why did he come like to Why did he come to America if it's equal? He came to America because of the money. This is no surprise. If he okay, was going to get paid three hundred million dollars, the highest in Japan, level of baseball in the world. If he got paid three hundred million in Japan, baseball. he would stay there. David, what the I hell are you I completely disagree about? with you. You're completely wrong on that. This is the highest level of competition in baseball. That's why Shohei Otani wanted to come here out of high school, not because of money. Obviously, the money is an added I'm talking benefit. Talking about but Yamamoto. This is the highest level of baseball. This is why he came over. He he wanted to play with Otani and win at the highest level. Yamamoto has he won is a rookie who has not pitched one pitch in major league baseball not one he, he's you can say he's pitched in the world baseball classic and the world series in japan that's not the same thing as the major league baseball playoff dude, it's he just came not. over for the money to say he came here because he wants to be he wants to ditch japan and be in the u.s no he came here for the money he's won multiple mvps and awards in japan he is the most coveted japanese pitcher of all time to just say yeah he's a rookie by definition but to call him a rookie, that's just a slap in his face. No, it's not. It's literally the definition and what he is. He's a rookie. He he's not really a rookie, though. Okay, this the, the this argument is moot at this point because change we, the subject. We don't even know what it's gonna what, what this regular season is going to be like for for the starting rotation. So we'll get we'll we'll get to that argument when we get to it because it we may not even have to have this discussion if there's a clear guy that should get the ball in game uh, one. Justin Yamas' comment, I want whatever David's smoking. What? Also, somebody Yamamoto's somebody... a rookie? No, it's the fact that you're acting like he's a, a nobody. You're stripping away all his previous When did I say Japan. that? You're, you just bashed him to start off your argument. You're like, I'm not giving the ball to some rookie to start a playoff game. I'm not. 
<laughs> okay, then stop embarrassing yourself. Go ahead, no. Jake. Look, I, th- I like I said, th- this this argument is uh, is moot because we don't know what's going to happen over the regular season. So, I mean, it, it, honestly, look, I mean, overall, it's a great problem to have, I think. I mean, we've never had this problem before. I mean, we usually get to the playoffs and it's like, you know, especially over the last two to three years where there, there, there's no clear cut what, what, what to do. I mean, even in, even in 2021, when uh, you, you had Arias coming out of the bullpen and you had Walker Bueller who had to go and pitch for uh, Max Scherzer. I mean, there was just so much that, that we, we didn't have the depth. We, we had three good starters and we just wore them out like no one's business. So this is a luxury that we've not had in a long time. And I, I, I welcome this debate as we get further and closer to October, but at this present moment, it doesn't matter. Let's take a quick pause right here to talk about sponsor of the Incline Dodgers tick pick Christmas is literally three days away. So if you haven't done your shopping yet, make sure to download the tick pick app where there's no service fees at checkout. This is the, Best site, in my opinion, it, the site is so slick. It's so easy to navigate through. You can get great deals to the Dodgers. I mean, everyone's going to want to go to a Dodger game this year. So why don't you just surprise your loved one, your best friend, your dad, whoever, with some Dodger tickets as, I think, a blowaway Christmas gift. If you're trying to go watch some NBA or NFL hockey, TickPick's got you covered as well. They cover all the cities. And then, of course, don't forget about concerts. I mean, when the Yamamoto news broke, I was at MJ the musical. I swear, I swear, 8 p.m. I get the announcement and then the musical starts. Like, <laughs> it was so hard not to look at my phone. Was it a good musical though? Was it worth seeing? I I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to be super campy and corny, but my goodness, that was that, that's really good well to hear. Done. I've I've been wanting to see that, so that's good. Yeah. That's good to hear that. I would definitely go. Great production. Uh, what's up, chat? Um, we have a lot of comments, so let's get to some questions right now. So if you're following along, first of all, hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe, and let's get some questions in there right now because I think it's a good time. Yeah. Um, but but in the meantime, Ben Verlander, what was that take saying that Shohei Otani is the most imp- is the most historical signing? In I think he history? said I think he said important or something. It was regardless. That was that was so cringe. Well, he got absolutely flamed for that. So we 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 don't even have to flame him that much more because he got absolutely destroyed on on X for that. So bad. Maria G wants to know: Is anyone going to the home opener? I can't afford it. <laughs> what? But what, what, but if we use Tick Pick, come on, Kev. Four hundred, five hundred dollars. Uh, that's what I've seen the prices at. I think I'm good. Let's go with this question. I don't even know if this is a legit question, but the Litham Dodger, I know that they've followed along. Who now, why not cease plus LRJ all in? I think the Dodgers are done in terms of going after guys like Dylan Cease, but I don't know who LRJ is. Luis Robert. Uh, Yes. I mean, I I think Cease is going to have a huge market now that 
we got Yamamoto. So I think there's going to be all the other teams are going to be kind of going after Cease. But I don't know. The White Sox are a really, really poorly run organization. And trading with them has never been easy. And I think they're kind of scarred from that Tatis trade. Um, so probably not, in my opinion. Love this question from Aaron Vaughn. What would your next move be if you're Friedman? Give me Kike. Give me Brazier. I'm going to keep saying it till it, till it happens. The, those, those two moves are so um, just needed to fill out the rest of this roster depth wise. I mean, it is very top heavy at the moment uh, yeah. with Betts, Freeman and Otani. So adding a guy like Kike uh, again, just a clubhouse guy. I mean, you saw the kind of culture that he brought to the team last season the way you performed in the playoffs. I just think you, you you can't afford to let him walk away again. I want him again on this team. He plays every fucking position. So that's what I want. And then I, I've made my case for Ryan Brazier. I mean, I, I don't care if relievers are volatile. The Dodgers found something in him. He is a rubber arm. He is reliable. And I think he should be in this bullpen. I would like to see the Dodgers maybe make a trade with the Twins and bring in Max Kepler. I think they still need a corner outfielder and I'm not really sold on Margot and Taylor being our left field options. Gross. Um, I was looking at Kepler. He had some pretty good stats last season, 260 batting average, 24 home runs, 121 OPS plus, And he had a really good second half OPS over 900. Um, not too bad against lefties either. Although I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers just platoon him all together, but 250 batting average, 751 OPS, four home runs. Not terrible, but I do think the Dodgers need to get at least one more corner outfielder to really hone in what will be a juggernaut roster. I do like Kike, though. We've talked about Kike and Jock a lot. Um, wouldn't kill me to bring in either of those guys. I do think having some upgrades at the bench position with a right-handed bat, like kick Miguel Rojas to the curb and replace him with Kike Hernandez. I'm fully on board with that. I just don't see a role for Miguel Rojas next season, especially with Lux healthy. Right. But I, how much go ahead, David. I think I look, I'm not sold on Margot whatsoever. Um, I don't know if they can try to trade him, even though I just got him and flip him for something else, but Kepler would be good, but you still need a right-handed hitter. Um, you know, Altman and Hayward, are going to be the starters. Um, so you're going to go with probably Margot and Taylor in the left field. And I don't know. I mean, I still want Randy or Rosarena. I know that's not going to happen at this point, but I mean, that would be the absolute cherry on top of this off season. It would probably be, probably be the best off season ever, but I'm realistic. And I think they're just going to have to count on Chris Taylor bouncing back from last year, because that was a horrendous, horrendous season from him way too many strikeouts, had a couple clutch moments, but they paid him last year prior to last season, and I think they're going to need him to bounce back. Chris Taylor wasn't that bad last season. He was bad. Not that bad. For what they paid him, he was he was bad. Well, are we paying him to be a starting outfielder, or are we paying him to be a bench player? I mean, that's starting outfield money. So I think, yeah, I mean, 
they pay him they pay him like he's playing every day i mean he played 117 games it looks like last season but he did deal with some injuries that he's been dealing off and on with some elbow and neck issues so i know that kind of hindered him to begin the year but he really had a nice second half for the dodgers and i'm actually disappointed they didn't play him more over david peralta in the playoffs especially when especially when peralta was hurt i mean yeah just, just ridiculous. Just bad. Just bad job. Noah Ortega, Dylan Cease, or Corbin Burns. I don't think the Dodgers are getting either Neither. one of these, but I guess if you guys had a preference, who do you like? I mean, more? obviously it's Burns. Yeah, I agree. I am That's sad right, about Maria. this too. Yeah, Maria G. Pointed out the announcement from earlier today. Shelby Miller signed with the Detroit Tigers, so he's not coming back. He was a pleasant surprise for the Dodgers last season. Really liked him. Yeah, he was real. He was reliable when he was in there, but he was also hurt uh, a good chunk of the season. So there is that. Like everyone, right? But he, but he was he was awesome in a, in a high leverage role, and uh, yeah, he's he's going to be missed. Um, but I mean, again, it's like I just don't want to let too many of these guys who were great for us in that bullpen walk away. I just the, it, I know that we can recreate these relievers in a number of different ways. Obviously the Dodgers are really good at that, at finding guys that have good stuff and turning them into re elite relievers. But I mean, if you've got something great, you got to just hold on to it. So that's, that's why I'm so hell bent on Brazier. Let's see what else we got. Um, people in the chat think you and, uh, David, David and Kevin are related somehow. I've seen that a few <laughs> times. <laughs> Interesting take. I mean, you guys are fighting like brothers, so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> I like this question. Michael Carrillo, are the Dodgers going to get a full Japanese broadcast team? You best believe it. I, I don't see how that's they right, that's, a, that's a good question. Actually. That's, that's an inch. I never, I never even thought about that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, that was the first thing I thought of with Otani coming. I'm, they got to get the broadcast team. They've got to get the sponsorships. They've got to get the sushi in the left field pavilion. They've got to basically turn this team into the Los Angeles Japanese Dodgers. Samurai Dodgers. It's, I mean, obviously, that's what they had in mind. They're they're They know what they're doing. I mean, the, the, the media frenzy that is about to descend on Dodger stadium is going to be epic. It's, it's, it's going to be absolutely insane. Oh, I did have a thought about this since we're talking about, uh, you know, broadcasting media, that sort of thing with the angels. Otani only spoke to the media once a week. And that was when he pitched after he pitched and he didn't, he didn't speak to reporters uh, and at any other time during the week, apparently. Um, and according to his agent, uh, they're kind of trying to do the same type of setup this year, even though he's not pitching. Um, I don't know. Dylan Hernandez seemed to seem to think it was a big deal, um, that, that could rub some other guys the wrong way. Uh, that was a weird sentence that I just said, but it could, you know, it could, uh, affect the players in the, in the clubhouse in, in, in a weird way. But I, I don't know. I don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, it, this team, the way what that David Roberts take. Yeah, I mean the way that Dave Roberts has built this clubhouse. I mean that's one of his biggest strengths, right? Is is managing egos and managing the clubhouse and making sure these guys are you know pulling from the same side of the rope, so to speak. So I don't see that that affecting this clubhouse one one iota because last year they were everybody. It was such an unselfish group. 
I mean, even with Freeman and Betts, kind of the you know de facto leaders of the clubhouse. I mean, they didn't really lead um, vocally, but by example. So I don't see that the extra attention being paid to Otani and now Yamamoto. I don't think that's going to affect anything. No, and if you if you listen to what all the World Baseball Classic guys said on the Japanese team about Otani, is that he just wanted to be one of the guys. He didn't want to be held to, you know. Uh, this godly standard or a higher standard. He just wanted to be one of the guys. And he's obviously going to bring that attitude to the Dodgers. Uh, and if the, if the LA media doesn't like him not talking to them, then they can fucking cry about it. Cause who cares? He's here to play baseball. And you know, they will cry about it. Good. Bill Plaschke can write all he wants and nobody will read it. And we won't care. Like we always don't care whenever he writes anything. If you've got a problem with Otani, you're going to have to go, make a visit with Ipe Miserara, who's my yeah. new favorite Dodger. This guy, I can't wait to see all his, all his uh, press conferences, I guess, with Otani and he'll talk to the media and ESPN and all that. Like I got to get was, this guy on the You could tell he was a little nervous on the uh, introductory one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a little, a little shaky. Yeah. Uh, he almost cracked, but some of those questions were horrendous. Wow. His story is cool. He was apparently initially Chris Martin's interpreter when he went out to Japan, and I guess that's where he met Otani. Well, that's a from strange here. connections. He is from out. Yeah, I he think is he from went Southern to what California. Long Beach something or Riverside somewhere school. He went to school in Southern California though. Mm. Yes, he did. They I said he was. Uh, he his family came here when he was seven from Japan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that Chris, they should have signed Chris Martin, damn it. They made it really go full circle. <laughs> um, Aaron Diamond Bond, Bar. Diamond Bar. Diamond Thank Bar. You, Thank you, chat. New to the pod, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, if everyone, if anyone else is new to the podcast, welcome. Hit that subscribe button. How do you guys all know each other? Well, that's a funny story. Yeah, well, Kevin and David come from the same family. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, you guys knew you guys knew each other before you guys knew me. Yes, kind of, but uh, we also played little league together. A blog so. that won't be yes. mentioned. And uh, yes, yeah, so I knew Jake. Kind of a random story, but he went to high school with my now wife, or middle <laughs> school and high school, whatever. Yep. All those grade schools. And then we were at a Jerry's deli in Sherman Oaks, I think. And he came on the TV reporting for the Rams. And she was like, Oh, I know him. He really likes the Dodgers. You should reach out to him. Maybe he'll uh, do the podcast with you. And that's the story there. I mean, it's funny. Cause I actually already have already followed you before you reached out to me, which was, which is kind of funny. Um, and then, yeah, I joined, I joined in, uh, in the, during the pandemic in 2020. Yes. One title under our belt. We need more. And then, and then David and I played little league together. Although I don't think we, we didn't know each other at the time. Um, no, but we played, but, uh, West LA little league. Years. Yeah. Slightly oh, off. Shit. But same you guys league. are Valley boys too. I'm not from the Valley. Is anyone here from the Valley? No, I was no. born and born and raised till I was nine in the Valley. So kind of really I uh, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm West LA all the way, baby. Still am living in Santa Monica. Give me that three one zero. I'm from Ventura County, but never have lived. We do. In the that is a good question, though, that you just put up there. But the answer is Clayton Kershaw, 
and I don't care what anybody says. He'll come back in July. We already have plenty of options right now. Uh, Yarbrough can kind of fill in if we need a lefty starter to mix it up. But I just don't see a world where Kershaw sees what's happened in this offseason and it's like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go to Texas this year. Like out of all years to, to go to Texas, this is not the, this is not it. So he can rehab there. The Dodgers aren't going to give a shit where he rehabs. Uh, come back when he's ready. There's your lefty starter. I really hope Kershaw comes back for at least this season. It would be a damn shame to have him not a part of all this, but yeah. They've got to find a lefty starter. Honestly, they need to find maybe another lefty reliever because I honestly don't think we have enough depth in that department at all. Caleb Ferguson's a ticking time bomb. Alex Vesey was horrendous last season. Brian Hudson's a guy that is a fringe major league baseball player. And then Ryan Yarborough, we don't really know what we got out of him. He's either going to be a long, long man reliever or he may be a spot starter guy. So I think they need a little more depth in the left-handed department. Probably kills the dream for um jordan montgomery and imanga but hey maybe there's someone out there that we aren't even thinking about i know i love montgomery but i i realized i i didn't know this uh before today but he's a boris client so i don't know i think that might be out uh, out the window for us um damn but uh do you think do you think clayton kershaw is is enough and it, what i mean by that is we we're not getting him obviously at the beginning of the season. It's going to be in the middle of the season, maybe even towards the end, who knows what his recovery time is going to be on that uh, surgery that he had. So do we feel that, do we feel that he is enough in terms of getting a lefty starter or are we, or, or should we pick up someone else um, like a James Paxton or someone else that is a major league starter that could, that could be ready. Um, I don't hate the idea of James Paxton I'm trying to figure out who his agent is. I feel like it's Boris, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not putting too much stock into not having a lefty. Um, I mean, they've had the pretty much the opposite for a long time. Um, so why not just kind of go with the best available arms and not really worry about what hand they throw it with is, is kind of my take on this. Like I agree, I agree. You need left-handed relievers for sure, uh, but in terms of starters, I don't know. I, I think having one it, it, as a depth option, sure. But I, I, I like Yarbrough. I think he's a very valuable piece to have. Yeah. Oh, uh, Justin in the chat says Paxton is a Boris client, and I didn't know this. I mean, I knew I knew Gratterall was a Boris client, but I didn't know Vargas was, and that they were the only two left on the on the roster. I mean, it makes sense with uh, his relationship with Friedman, but well, that is kind of interesting. Traded a, we traded one of them away for glass now, which was yeah. Pepio. Yeah. And yeah. JD yeah. Martinez True. was Boris and he's a free agent. Yep. Yep. What's the most memorable game we've ever been to? Um, well, I mean, Kevin and I did go to the, uh, the wild card game when Chris Taylor hit the, hit the walk-off home run. That was pretty memorable, but I think mine was uh, 2013, NLDS, the Juan Uribe home run against the Braves in game four uh, was the most memorable game I've ever been to. I've never heard the stadium as loud as that, um, especially after two bunt attempts by Uribe that Don Mattingly had smartly put on. And we were, 
me, me, yeah, me and my dad were were there at the game, and we were screaming. We're, what are you doing? This guy's never bunted in his life. Why are you having him lay down a bunt? And then, of course, the one time he swings the bat, he hits the ball into the fucking bullpen. So, uh, all, all all's well that ends well, I guess. But yeah, that was my most memorable one. Um, I'll go. Yeah, I guess it's. it's a t- oh, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. Go ahead. Chase Utley slide game NLDS game two 2015. I'll go with that. That was pretty uh pretty wild to be there in person for. I'm going with a tie between the Justin Turner home run off Lackey in 2017. That's cool. Uh, and the Muncie 19th or 18th inning walk off in the World Series. Oh, I was there too. Actually, that was pretty yeah. fucking cool. Two seventh inning it- stretches in that game. Yes. Yes. That, I mean, and I mean, the, the game had so many great moments like, like uh, Bellinger throwing out, I believe it was Kinsler at the plate. Um, and uh, uh, Yasiel Puig, like legging out a weird infield bobble thing by Kinsler again. Um, just, a, just an incredible, incredible game. I think yeah, that we game should... leaves. Go ahead. I was just saying, what Puig, what about Puig for left field? Huh? I no, mean, thanks. I would, I would love, I would love I, it. I would be Why? so on board for that. So down uh, for him. Bring him back. Bring not? him home. My major league minimum. No, give him good. one more chance. He's, I know it's he's not hitting. Happen, he's but. hitting bombs. He's hitting bombs still. So. Yeah, in in Mexico, he can still hit, and and he's and he's a fucking beast in the playoffs. I'm good with that. Obviously, it's not going to happen, but we can. Not going to happen. Never going to happen. It's the last but... guy we need to ruffle Otani's feathers. Oh, I think uh, they'd get along. I, I mean, remember, yeah, remember, he gets along remember, with everybody. Remember how? Remember how he was with uh, Hunjin Ryu? Yeah, they were best they were, buds. They were. They were best. Plus, buds. it's been like well, six years. There's no way McPuig hasn't matured to some level. Someone is saying we should have a Ryu reunion. That's not a terrible idea. Boris too, yeah, but he's old. Yeah, he's like barely. He's talk about talk about him. injured. Oh my god, that guy's never had a healthy season. I mean, I, it's, know, I, I feel mean, bad be, for him because he's great. He's a great pitcher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he's cheap, why not? Um, okay, let's get to the final five-ish minutes of the show. So get those last-second questions in there. Um, Fireal Attic, who's been pretty active, we know about as much about we know about as much as we're going to get from Kershaw as we do about Yarbrough. You guys think that we're going to have Kershaw of old or is there no way he's the same guy? I mean, if he's healthy, he's going to be good. I mean, we saw that we saw that with a with a, you know, a, a busted arm last year. I mean, even with that, he was pretty damn good in the regular season. My take I on mean, that is he never had a surgery in his career. So I think that this can go one of two ways. Uh, it can either take him a long time to get back, or it can be the best thing that ever happened to him in his career. So I just don't want to see him pitch anywhere else. And as we all know, if he's healthy, he's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. So there is, with the rotation they've already assembled, there is little to no downside of bringing him back. I agree. If there was ever a pitcher to defy all odds, it's going to be Clayton Kershaw. But we just have to first see him get medically cleared, and then we can have the discussion. If he can get back on the mound, 
then I'm fully confident he's going to be like the Clayton Kershaw most of what we had in 2023 before things took a huge step back. So um, I'm still not optimistic. We'll see. Shoulder surgeries are the one injury that always scares me. But if there was a guy to defy all the odds, then yeah, it's Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Justin Yamas, what's, what is Giolito's market? Too much. Uh, Too 20 high. million a year. He's probably not going to be a Dodger now. They don't need him. Michael Carrillo. Who would it take to trade for Jesus Luzardo? Now, this is what I would that I would love this. Yeah, this would be a great move. If the Dodgers were just gonna be full evil empire dynasty mode, then they I mean, would we kind we kinda are. They would just call up Miami right now, who they no longer have Kim Ng, so whoever's in charge is essentially a wild card. Get it done. What would it take? Probably would cost Michael Bush, Miguel Adam Vargas. Stone. And then, yeah, a Gavin Stone, potentially Nick Frasso, a guy that we didn't bring up, but he could be pitching some big league innings for the Dodgers this season. They they have the prospect capital. Yeah. And finally, the last question from IV, or four, I don't know which pronunciation it should be. What are you guys expecting out of this new era of Dodgers baseball for the next 10 years? I wish Vin was still around to see this. That's a good question. Well, yeah, I wish Vin was still around to see this too, because I feel like he, he would, he would fall in love with having Otani as a Dodger uh, and, and Yamamoto. I mean, that just, Mm -hmm. it's just too bad. We, we, we don't get to hear what, what his thoughts are on this, but, at any rate, um, I'm I'm expecting multiple championships out of this next era. I mean, how can you not? Uh, yeah. We've got the best player in baseball. We just took the best pitcher in Japan. Um, we have star power up the wazoo. This roster hasn't even been filled out yet, and we're still looking for players at this point after spending over a billion dollars already on free agency. So I'm expecting at least two to three championships let's get one full regular season championship though before i get ahead of myself but if we're talking 10 10 years down the road that that we we, we better be winning that's all i have to say oh absolutely i need two to see more world two series by the end of 2030 yep 100 yep what i'm also expecting uh, so Yamamoto is about to be the face of Major League Baseball pitchers. I think he's going to win at least a couple Cy Youngs. Shohei Otani will win at least two more MVPs in a Dodgers uniform. He's going to flirt with close to 500 career home runs in Major League Baseball alone when it's all said and done. And then Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, they're only going to add to their Hall of Fame resume. And then who else? Oh, yeah. The future is bright with all the young pitchers. I'm expecting a big bounce back season for Gavin Stone. I'm thinking Bobby Miller is going to have his best season to date starting next year and begin what's going to be a very successful career. Dustin May, I think they're going to reinvent him into becoming some high leverage reliever. I think that's where Dustin May is best suited moving forward. And I think they're going to start to incorporate all the young pitchers. I don't know what they're going to do with their young hitters, but I can say that with the pitchers, they should be you should be excited as a Dodger fan. So that's my final thoughts uh with that question. Let's get to our final thoughts in general. So 
Um, David, I'll start with you. I mean, my final thoughts are pretty simple. It's just they've been planning for this offseason for years, and they executed it. Uh, it's one thing to plan for it, but it's another thing to actually get the guy to sign the contract and get the guy, arguably the best player ever, to come to your team for the next 10 years. And they did that. So my hat is off to Guggenheim ownership group, Mark Walter, Stan Cast, and all of them. Uh, that's not something that we're used to prior to their ownership group. Uh, it's just not. And a lot of teams would kill to have these guys spending a billion dollars for us. Uh, and now it's just up to the players to execute. Uh, and Friedman did his job. Ownership did their job. Players got to players got to win. It's, it's been the story. They've put phenomenal rosters on the field every year since 2017, uh, even 2016, in my opinion. And the players have executed one and a half times. I'll say two because they got fucked in 2017. They've executed two of those years. So it's time to, it's time to win. It's, it's as simple as that. They have to win. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Jake? Yeah, they have to win. But I think when I look at the narrative that is kind of swirling around the Dodgers right now, I'm hearing, you know, evil empire, the, you know, the new Yankees and all of that. I'm hearing all that stuff and, and all of it is appropriate, but you look at it this way, right? If the Dodgers win the world series, let's say they win the world series this year, or they win multiple titles in the next 10 years. Every time that occurs, when it does, people are going to say, well, of course, of course they're, of course they won. Look at their fucking roster. If the Dodgers get bounced in the first round again, with this roster, they're going to get clowned no matter what. It's kind of a lose-lose in, in, in the sense of, you know, a, a, a fandom, right? Of, of rooting for a team, feeling good about rooting for a team. But you know what I said all that? I posted a uh, a video clip from the movie Major League on, on X. And basically Jake Taylor says, let's just win the whole fucking thing. No, it doesn't matter. Basically, they're going to get rid of the, the Cleveland Indians in that movie regardless. So why don't we just go out with a bang? I'm with Jake Taylor on this one. Let's just win the whole fucking thing. And then we can celebrate. And honestly, when they do win, all of that outside noise is going to go away. Because as Dodgers fans, we're going to feel just the most euphoric feelings we've ever felt. Kind of similar to what we felt in 2020 when they won the title. But even more than that, because it'll be a full season championship. All of that's going to go away. Let's just win a title. I'm just here to enjoy the ride. I really am going to try to savor each game this season versus trying to think too far ahead and just fast forward to October. This is the first season ever with Shohei Otani in a Dodgers uniform. So I want to remember as much as I possibly can because I don't want to let what happens in the postseason sour what's going to happen. 162 regular season baseball games. That's the beauty of baseball. Um, there's always so much pressure and what's riding on what happens in October, which is almost a shame how this game has changed, but going to try to enjoy the regular season. And um, my, my just random, just my off the wall take is all right. You guys are going to judge me for this, but why do people give dentists go into the dentist such a hard rep? I might be one of the few people in the world that actually enjoy going to the dentist it's like getting your car washed, getting hiring a housekeeper, cleaning out your house. That feeling when you walk out of the dentist after they did a cleaning, it, you feel like a new man. It's like getting a haircut, 
Like it, it's not that bad. Like having a fresh mouth and great oral hygiene, one of the top five feelings, I think. Top five feelings? It's top just, five. No. The dentist <laughs> fucking sucks. Going to the dentist <laughs> fucking sucks. They poke you the entire time. They yell at you and you can't even talk back because their fucking hands are in your mouth. So I, I, no, just no. I'm not at that. Just absolutely not. They treat me well there. Right? We have conversations throughout. How? You can't speak. <laughs> Top five feeling. Five, so where does this rank? This is number five for you. And what is one? Like sex, Dodgers, World Series? <laughs> like what, what, yeah. what, what are the rankings here? Um, yeah, those are those would definitely be two of them. <laughs> just winning in general that's that's a top feeling and yeah then, you you and charlie sheen and then the other the other feeling i guess is love oh yeah i'll take that's that sweet. and then dentist, and then dentist. one of those one of those dentist. one of those things does not fit with the other four yeah <laughs> yeah just there's 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 oral in the first one I oh, get, Jesus. I get, I get the, like your mouth is clean afterwards and like that oh, feels good. So but the actual, nice. the actual process of them just like going ham in your mouth is the worst thing ever. You just got to find a good dentist. That's the key. I have a good and... dentist. It's not the dentist. It's no matter where you go, they're still going to poke you with it, poke you with that thing and, you know, yes. do all the thing and polish and all this stuff. And yep. It's so x-rays and, and the tooth and the, the shit tooth in your mouth and you're like, it's just it's, they, it's not enjoyable. They have different flavors of toothpaste, but none of them taste like they're what all the bad. flavors are. They're all no, they're bad. all bad. I don't even choose anymore. Just give me the worst one you have. And then just just give me the worst so we can just get this I over with. The worst one is chocolate. Um chocolate. Oh, I've never heard never seen where, that one. Where are you going? You going to a kid's dentist? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember having a cho uh, chocolate option. Um Ugh. No, like mint or bubblegum or grape is like the only one. I'm not advocating heard. for it. I'm saying it sucks. I've so never even heard it. that as an option. <laughs> well, you got fucking Kevin over here saying it's a top five feeling to go to the dentist. Why is they it, don't why even is ask me a... anymore? I haven't been asked for a flavor in like a decade. They just like just here. You're an adult. This is what you're getting. Next right, time, somebody... next time as a listener, you go to the dentist. Keep this take of mine in mind and let me know how you feel about it if you do the prep work you do the the six months leading up to it where you brush your teeth and floss and all that it sets you up for success the people that dread it are probably the ones that don't go and then they wait four years and they have cavities i go every like four or five months to get my teeth That's clean good. and i hate it every time I honestly despise going to the doctor much more, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't mind the doctor. Top five feelings. Okay. It's, it's a great yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good way to conclude the show. So if you're listening to the Incline Dodgers podcast, hit that subscribe button. If you're on the audio feed, you can um, download this podcast, leave us a review, make sure you're subscribed in that platform as well. And if you are watching on YouTube, and you haven't already hit the like button hit the subscribe button and you can see our handles in the video feed so follow us on x so thank you guys so much uh this is another jam-packed episode of the incline dodgers podcast where the super team is here so thank you guys so much we're gonna peace out now go dodgers 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.